Praise God, praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Glad you could join us here today. Why don't we go straight to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord God, we just praise you and just magnify thy most glorious name, O oh Lord. We thank you for this time that we are about to have with you, Lord God, and I pray that Holy Spirit will minister to every single listener that is out there today, O oh Lord God. Open their eyes that they may see and open their ears that they may hear and open their hearts that they may understand, O oh Lord God, your words today. We praise you, Lord. We magnify thy name. We give it all to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Amen. Praise God. Welcome again to Genesis 1. And glad you could join us. And I'll start off by saying, if you don't have your Bible, why don't you go and grab it? Put this on pause and go get your Bible and, and maybe a piece of paper and a pad of pencil and pen and highlight your Bible. Mark it up. You know, the, your Bible should be a study tool for you, you know, as Holy Spirit directs you back to the Bible for scriptures and so forth, you'll find that markings and things that you've made can be very, very beneficial to you, okay? So go get your Bible, put it on pause, get your Bible, come back and hit, hit resume or play, and come on back and join us. Praise God, praise God. Today I just want to ask you a prayer by saying, you know, any of you out there, do you have open prayers that are out there? Do you have some things that are, are kind of, you know, kind of dangling or in your mind, or are they dangling? Or is there something that, that you're hoping for that you haven't seen materialize yet? You know, well, let me ask you this question like also, but do you dare, do you dare to imagine that what God said he will do for you is indeed true and that it's real and that it can come to pass or happen? Okay. Do you dare, dare? to imagine that it can come true and that it will come true, you know? Should we as Christians use our imaginations, I ask you? Should we use our imagination? Should we dream about prayers being answered, okay? Is this something that we as Christians should get into, you know? Should we dream, should we use our imaginations? The things that we are aspiring for, that we're hoping for, you know, do we dare to dream and use our imaginations that these things indeed will come to pass? Well, the Word of God speaks a little bit about dreaming, okay? Why don't we go to the uh, book of Joel, Book of Joel 2. Book of Joel 2. Praise the living God. Joel 2. Praise God. Joel 2. And we want to start with verse number 28. Okay. Joel 2. Verse number 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and housemaids and upon the housemaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Okay? So our scriptures there is that you shall dream dreams. Your old men shall dream dreams. Well, God is mentioning here that dreams is very much a part of, of our character. Okay? God places, places insights into our dreams. Okay? And I'm not saying now to take every single dream that you dream and, and start going to some deep interpretation. And I'll get into a little more about that in a bit. But the whole, whole thing is that do you dare to, to be bold enough to dream even? You know, it's one thing to dream, but it is an entirely different thing to see your dream become a, re a reality. Okay, that's a different thing. You know, we can have dreams and aspirations, but sometimes we don't dare imagine that what we're dreaming for could it indeed become a reality. You know, children have this way of dreaming big. You know, children can dream big. And even in their daydreaming, they can create a world where they can be anyone they want to be. You know, for children, it's very easy. 
you know, think back to when you were a child. I'm sure there were some times that you dreamed of you being a hero of this or that or whatever was going on and you were exceeding this and so forth. You know, it's very easy for children to do. You know, children can have the most wildest imaginations. Their imaginations can take them into a world filled with joy or to a world where they are in charge and feel safe. You know, and if your children are dreamers, don't discourage dreaming. Okay, I mean, always watch what it is that they're talking about, what they're fantasizing about. We don't want to have them fantasizing in the wrong direction. Amen. You know, I'm very, very cautious when children start talking about, I have a little play friend and all this kind of stuff. You know, if you're, you're, you're a child of God and you have a child that starts talking about play friends and things, you need to really, you know, probe that a little more deeply because we know that, that, that all sorts of things, the enemy can send things to be, to be a, 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 a kitty friends to children. So we need to look into that. But as far as I don't want to get sidetracked by that discussion, but as far as we adults are concerned, remember how we were when we were kids. Well, when we become adults, we often get away from dreaming as far as our futures are concerned, as far as our aspirations are concerned. We kind of get locked into thinking, oh, well, that's a dream. That's a pie in the sky dream. It could never come to pass. Okay. Well, you know, we don't want to get our, let ourselves get into that, in that, that direction. You know, we don't want to, to become those that are not able to dream for our futures and our successes. Remember that God gives us dreams in order that we may know and see hope for our future. Dreams also become fuel to keep things going forward, even when we don't see anything that's happening or even when things seem to be working against that dream, okay? We have to keep the dreams alive. We can't become to the point where we are not dreamers. God showed Joseph the final outcome of his life in a dream. Remember Joseph, right? God showed him the final outcome of his life in a dream, but God didn't really tell Joseph much details about how he was going to experience that final outcome. Okay, okay. God told him what the end result was going to be, but did not give Joseph day by day details about what was going to be happening in his life. Okay, All right. The enemy will plant what's called dream killers in the form of people along the way to to encourage you to give up. Okay, to discourage you and encourage you to give up. You know, the enemy will plant dream killers. He doesn't want to see you succeed. So therefore, the enemy will put dream killers in your life, okay? But don't blame the people, you know, that wind up trying to become dream killers in your life. Don't blame blame them. Sometimes they don't even have the faintest idea that they're being used to keep you back, you know? Just say a prayer for them. Just say a prayer for them, right? If you have a dream or an aspiration, something that you're praying for, you know, and you're having a hard time believing, you know, those people that will come your way, the enemy will send them your way to try to discourage you, okay? Don't blame them because they may not even be aware of the fact that they're being used by the enemy. So just, just pray for them, okay? Just stay focused on what God has shown you because that dream may take you through some difficult times. It's possible, okay? All right, God gave Joseph the end, the end game, but he did not tell them what was going to take place during the way. Okay, so the same thing with us. God may give us a dream and give us the end result, and we don't know what's going to happen during the course of the way. Okay, but we just need to make sure that we stay focused on God. All right, and we mentioned Joseph, so let's go look a little more closely. Go to go to Genesis thirty-seven. Genesis thirty-seven. Genesis chapter thirty-seven. Praise the living God, and we're going to start right with verse number one. Okay, now this is the account of Joseph, obviously, and we're going to read through, and I'm not going to cover the whole entire thing, but there's some very salient pieces here that I want to point out to you today, and how that indeed relates to our lives, okay? Okay, God does not do things, uh, does not write things, or has not written things in Scripture 
that does not also apply to us today in the 21st century. Okay, the word of God is a living word. You've heard me say that many times, which means that just as applicable as it was back in days of old, it is also applicable now because God's word is alive. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he hasn't changed, all right? So what we read in scripture also applies to us. God did not have this word of his um, um, documented the way it was just to be uh, a novel, just to be like Gone with the Wind or any other, you know, book that you may read, okay? This is a living document. This is a living manual for life. And we need to take every single scripture and we need to, to mull over it, chew on it, uh, 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 pray on it, you know, ask, Lord, what's, the, what's the, the link here with this scripture to my life? Are you trying to show me something through these words? God's word is a living word and it's alive and it applies to us today. Therefore, we need to make sure that we, we, we look at it, we, we read it, we, we seek it, we seek God's voice, we, we pray on it, we, we just swallow it whole and meditate on it. Okay, what is this saying to me? Amen, amen. So let's go to Joseph here. In uh, 37, verse number one, and Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his, all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he had made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him, okay? His own brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet more. So he shared his dream with them, and they even, even hated him more for that. And he said unto them, Here, I pray you, this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood, your sheaves stood round about and made obedience to my sheaf. In other words, you know, his sheaf was bigger than theirs, okay? And then their sheaves bowed down, made obedience, bowed down to him, to his sheaf. And his brethren said unto him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us, or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And these are his brothers. These are his brothers. Joseph loved them. He thought they loved him. But by him sharing his dream, by him sharing his aspiration, they hated him for it. They started hating him more. Verse number nine. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obedience to me. And he told it to his father and told and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? And his brethren envied him. But his father observed the same. Okay, all right. So we see there that 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 by him sharing his aspiration, by him sharing his dream. At this point, it wasn't even really an aspiration. He was merely sharing that it was was a dream. Okay, and I'm sure that many of of you are very familiar with Joseph. He was one of the sons of Jacob, as we just read, and God had a special call on his life. His father loved him and favored him by giving him that coat of many colors that we talked about and read so much about him. Maybe as children in Bible studies, you stories you heard that. Joseph with the coat of many colors, all right? Of course, this made his brothers, you know, very jealous. And hearing about the dream made them very jealous and angry to the extent that it actually grew to hatred. Actually grew to hatred. God spoke to Joseph in a dream, showing him the plans for his future. 
Joseph was a bit naive in thinking that his brothers loved him the way he loved them. He was a bit naive. And he shared his dream with them, which only angered them more. Today, we, today, we still have circumstances of jealousy and anger among family members, friends, peers, and coworkers. Okay? This can impact us here today. All right? It's not really the greatest things to say, but let's face it. I mean, sometimes we are not even aware of the, the jealousies, you know, or, or the competition that someone may have, may have for us, you know, especially in the workplace, you know, but it can also even be among our family members. We just don't know. Okay. The enemy thrives on bringing distractions uh, like jealousy and hatred in order for the believer to give up their God dream. Okay. He thrives on that. He loves to get someone that's around you, someone that's close to you, to, 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 to dislike where you're planning to go, where you're hoping to go, where you're dreaming to be, all right? The enemy thrives on bringing them into our lives that would destroy our God dreams. It is very important for us to be mindful of who we are sharing our dreams with because not everyone will be willing to celebrate with us, okay? And I say that to you very, very pointedly. Don't be so quick to share a God dream. In other words, God gives you, put something in your spirit that this is where you're going to go. This is what's going to happen. This is what you're going to be accomplishing. Don't be so quick to be sharing that, okay? Because you don't know exactly what's in their heart, all right? And that's a, that's a, a tough thing to say, but we have to see that from what we read here in Scripture. When Joseph went and told his brethren, he was a bit naive to believe that they were really loving him as much as he loved them. You know, sometimes we can be naive too. This is why we have to always pray. God puts a dream in your heart. God puts an aspiration in your heart, something where you're going to go. You pray about it. You pray, literally pray about it. Lord, can I share this? Is it something that you want me to share? God may just tell you at this, this particular time, this is between you and I. God may say, for now, this is between you and I. Okay. God doesn't always want you letting the left hand know what the right hand is doing. Okay, okay. God may be doing his own thing in his own way, and maybe he's just giving you a heads up about something, all right? So even though we have a family, a friend, you know, a, a loved one, uh, uh, just, you know, pray about these God dreams. Pray about the things that God may put on your spirit, all right? Especially if there's something that you really are striving for, you know? And in this day and age, it is so, it, it is so easy for, for all of us to have aspirations, you know, and are praying for things to happen because there are so many things that are going so awry around us, you know, in your community, in, in your county, in your state, in the country, in the world, you know? You know and, and, and speaking of the world, we need to pray for all of God's children all over this world because there are some places in this world right now where they are they, they, they are, are they are under persecution where they're trying to prevent the word of God from being preached they're trying to prevent certain things to be read uh, from the Bible okay the, the case happening in Finland right now where they're trying to suppress and, and jail you know pastors there that are, are, are merely trying to quote from God's word okay so so, so there's persecution out there right? so we need to be careful in sharing what God is giving to us as a God dream. Okay, God had a great plan for Joseph's life, and God reiterated his plan by giving Joseph this recurring dream that one day his family would indeed bow down to him, okay, would bow down to him, all right? Let me just say here now at this point that if you keep having a dream or a vision that seems to be similar every time, it may be a sign that God is showing you plans for your future, okay? You keep having a recurring dream, God may be speaking to you. And it's time for you to consult him, okay? Time for you to openly say, Lord, I've been having this dream, blah, blah, blah. You know, I had it Wednesday night, had it Thursday night, had it Sunday night, whatever. Lord, are you trying to speak to me? Is there something that you want me to know? 
Okay, And if you ask God that, God will very well, he will point out to you exactly what it is he's trying to tell you. Okay, He may not give you every single little step-by-step, uh, 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 step-by-step, step-by-step, but he will indeed tell you, this is where I'm going to have you to be. All right. Okay. And if you can't see the steps in between that, don't worry about it. Because if God is saying to you, this is where he wants you to be, that means that you're going to get there. And that means that he will unfold the steps in his time to you as you are able to bear and take each step along the way. Okay. But just rest assured that this is a God dream. This is something that God is trying to show me. You know? and, 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 and saying to God, I can't say to you um, how important this is, especially today. Okay. Because I believe that with all that's going on, I say it again, I believe with all that is going on, I believe that God is talking to his people. I believe that with all of my being, that God is talking to his people. And we need to hear God's voice. There's so much deception. I've preached on this before. There's so much deception. There's so many lies and so many seeds of distrust being sowed, sown that you don't know whom to believe anymore. Okay. Right. So we all, we as children of God, we need to hear from God. Okay. And this is going all over the world, not just here in the United States, but all over the world. There's so much going on. There, 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 you know, people are indeed rising up. There's a, there's an instinctive kind of thing that, that, that people know, especially we Christians, that we know that we are children of God. Therefore, we have inherent freedom. Okay, it's built, it's in our DNA, so to speak, okay, that we have freedom. God gave us freedom, okay, but those freedoms are being chipped away at, they're being stolen away. So that, and that's happening all over the world. So we need to make sure that we are really, really, really desiring to hear from the voice of God, okay, to hear from God for guidance, okay, to look for those dreams. Don't give up your dreams, you know, you're aspiring to, 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 to do something, you're aspiring to achieve something, but in this current economy and the things that are going on, the, 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 the social atmosphere that's going on, the spiritual atmosphere that's going on, you may almost feel like you just want to give up the dream, that you just want to, to, to want to give in, you know, you know, you know, well, don't let those dream killers come across you. Don't let those dream killers come across your way to stop you from dreaming. I say to you again, do you dare to dream? Okay. Do you dare to dream? Okay. All right. Okay. And, 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 and Joseph, again, you know, as we see that he shared his dream a couple of times with his brothers and his father and his father, his father got angry, got, got angry. The brothers got angry. Little did Joseph know that the fate would befall him, him due to the jealousy of the dream killers. Okay. He didn't know what was going to come upon him because of the dream killers. And these are people that loved him as we're going to see here. Okay. Remember that God gives us dreams in order that we may know and see hope for our future. Okay, he gives us dreams and aspirations that we can have some hope for our future. You know, you have a dream or an aspiration, and you start saying, "Oh, gee whiz, how can I ever achieve that? You know, how can I ever become that? Okay, I'm not short enough. I'm not tall enough. I don't. My education is not enough. I don't have the experience. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, these are dream killers that are coming your way to make you doubt what God can and will do in your life. Don't entertain them. Don't entertain them. I don't care who they may be coming from. I don't care what the circumstances around you may be showing. Don't entertain those dream killers, okay? Continue to aspire. Let God speak to your heart and you continue to hang in there, okay? And, and, and wait, you may not know every step of the way, as I said, but if God says, this is the end game, this is where I want you to be, then you say, okay, Lord, I'm willing to be there and you just show me the steps. Take me there every single step of the way, okay? All right. All right. So God gives us these dreams in order that we may know and see hope for our future, but dreams also become fuel to keep going forward even as we don't see anything happening. Or when we don't see things, things are going to go the opposite way, okay? 
God showed Joseph the final outcome of his life in this dream, but God didn't tell him much about the journey, as I said before. Again, the enemy will plant dream killers along the way to encourage you to give up, but don't blame the people that may try to bring them. Just make sure you just pray for them, all right? Sometimes they don't have any idea that they're trying to keep you back, okay? Just say a prayer for them. Okay, you may have a family member or someone that you're sharing something with and, and uh, all of a sudden they'll say, well, you know, why don't you go do so-and-so or why don't you just do that, you know, whatever. And that may, may tend to, to, to put dampers, you know, throw water on the fire that's in you, you know. You rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus, okay. And, and you may be wondering, why was so-and-so saying that? You know, she raised me, he raised me. Why would so-and-so be saying that? Okay, they may not even realize that they're being a dream killer. So again, you pray for them. That's all. You just pray for them. Stay focused on what God has shown you because that dream will take you through many difficult times. If there are difficult times to come, keeping focused on that dream will indeed take you through. Okay? When you run into an obstacle along that path, just remember, well, God gave me this dream. He said, I'm going to get over here to do that. God gave me this dream. He said, I'm going to wind up accomplishing this. Okay, so this obstacle that's presenting itself, God must know about it because God does. God must know about it. So God will remove that obstacle and God will deal with that obstacle. Amen. Amen. So you make sure that you just stay focused. Okay, so let's go back to Joseph here and pick up in, um, in verse number 11, Psalm 37, verse number 11, Psalm 37, verse number 11. And it goes on to say here, uh, and his brethren envied him, but his father observed the same. And his brother and his brethren went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said unto Joseph, Do not thy brother feed the flock in Shechem? Come, and I will send thee unto them. And he said to him, Here am I. And he said to him, Go, I pray thee, see whether it will be well with thy brethren, and well with the flocks, and bring me word again. So he sent him out of the vale of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. And a certain man found him. Behold, he was wandering in the field, and the man asked him, saying, What seeketh thou? And he said, I seek my brethren. Tell me, I pray thee, where they feed their flocks. So he's out there looking for his brethren. And the man said, They departed hence. For I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. And Joseph went after his brother and found them in Dothan. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. They conspired against him to slay him. And they said to one another, Behold, this dreamer comer, okay? Now let's pause for a minute. Now this goes to show you again the hatred that was there, the, the disdain that they have for them. Here they look and they see Joseph coming and they say, look, here comes, here comes the dreamer. Here comes the dreamer. You see, that right there, that statement shows you the level of, of their contempt for him. They did not like what he told them about the dream. The mere prospect of him, of them bowing down to him, just really, just really, really greatly turned them off. It angered them, okay, to the point that they hated him more. They said, here comes the dreamer. And then we continue into verse number 20, and it says, come now, therefore, let us slay him. Isn't that something? Come now, let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And we will say some evil beast has devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. Now, isn't that a horrible thing to think about your brother? Okay, let us kill him. Okay, this hatred developed to the point of, of, of murder. Okay, okay, this hatred developed to the point of murder. All right, okay. Now, God forbid that anyone that we shared a dream with, that we shared an aspiration with, you know, would hate us to the point that they would actually want to kill us. All right, well, it may not be that far, but you'd be surprised how far envy will take some people. Okay, 
Envy will take people to people to people to the point of, of of sabotaging a plan that may be coming up for you. You know, you know, talking to a boss and lying about you. You know, or something like that. You know, or, or, or tearing up a piece of mail that may be in your home. A relative comes to see you and happens to see your mail there, and they see this piece of mail and they tear it up because they don't want you to see it. I mean, you'd be surprised what the evil heart can devise. You know. And don't put anything past people that are being guided by the devil, you know, or being guided by spiritual darkness. Don't take anything, anything uh, 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 for granted with them. Okay, don't take for granted the fact that they are related to you or they're a very, very close friend, that they will be as, as joyful as you are about where you may be heading. Okay, okay. So here we see that his brothers to the point of wanting to kill him. And Reuben said, verse 21, and Reuben heard it and he delivered him out of their hands and said, let us not kill him. And Reuben said unto them, unto them, shed no blood, shed no blood, but cast him into, into this pit that is in the wilderness and lay no hand upon him that he might, might uh, rid him, that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again. And it came to pass when Joseph, when Joseph uh, came unto his brethren, that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him, and they took him and cast him into a pit. And the pit was empty. There was no water in it. And they sat down to eat bread. And so they threw him in a pit, and then they sat down to eat bread. How cold can that be? All right? Threw him in a pit. Their brother threw him in a pit. And then they sat down to eat bread. Eat bread. And, and, and they lifted up their eyes and looked. And behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels, bearing spicery and balm and myrrh, going to carry it uh, to Egypt, down to Egypt. And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come. And let us sell him to Ishmaelites, and let not our hands be upon him. For he is our brother and our flesh, and his brethren were content. Then there passed by Midianite merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit, and sold Joseph to Ishmaelites for twenty pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph into Egypt. Now, isn't that a horrible thing? They took their brother and sold him. Okay? So he was sold out. To what length someone can go to, because they are holding you in disdain for something but somewhere God is telling you to go, okay, all right? God may have a dream for you. God may have given you a dream. Right now, as I speak to you, you may be thinking back and something is bubbling in your spirit, thinking, well, I, gee, I, I have had this unction, you know, to do this. I have had this unction to, to try this. I have had this unction to pick up and do this. Um, um, I had to walk away from my job with all this COVID stuff. I just had to walk away or, or I was let go or terminated. And now God is telling me to do this. You know, if this is a God dream, don't let those dream killers come in, right? Don't let those dream killers come in. And just be careful who you share that with. That's all. All right. Be careful. All right. All right. Don't be so quick to share with a friend or a family member or an associate or someone else at work where you currently are. If you're not at work, don't be sharing it. You know, just, just, just pray about how you deal with this because not everyone is happy for you. Okay. Not everyone will be happy for you. You see the less that they went. And these were his brothers here. These were his brothers, what they wanted to do. Okay. When you get that God dream, we literally become a moving target for the enemy. Okay, you see, the enemy has an idea where God wants you to go. 
The enemy doesn't have every step of the step of the way because Satan is not omniscient like God. Satan is not all-knowing like God, okay? But he can see that you're preparing to do something, you're preparing to move on. And God does not, uh, Satan does not want you to, 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 to grow and to be beneficial. He certainly doesn't want you to benefit from anything that God wants to do with you, okay? So he's on the prowl. And the minute that we get this God dream and we start dreaming and having aspirations and are aspiring to do great things with our lives where God is going to take us, okay? Because Satan knows also that the, the, the more prosperous that you become as you grow in the Lord, that you indeed will grow in terms of bringing, bringing glory to God, okay? And bringing glory to God. The more we grow in life, the more we can bring glory to God, okay? Alrighty? If you're developing and if you're growing, you're growing financially, you're growing spiritually, you, you know, your household is benefiting from it and you're fulfilling God's dream, then if you're fulfilling God's dream, God always says that we should glorify and that means that we can be in a better position to glorify God. Satan hates that. Okay, and the minute you start going in the point in the direction that God wants you to go, then you become a moving target. Okay, you become a moving target. There's a big target on your back. No, we got to stop him. We got to stop her. He's going to do so and so, and he may succeed. And if he succeeds, he's going to bring glory to him. You know, from Satan's point of view, he's going to bring glory to him. Okay, right? he doesn't want that. So you become a moving target. Okay, okay, and we have to realize that because the God dream will not only prosper us, but it also makes a way for others to be blessed. Okay, the God dream that God has given you is going to not only prosper you, but it's going to put you in a position to bless others, to bless others. Okay, and Satan does not want that to happen. All right, okay, just think about it. The very people that may be putting you down may wind up benefiting from where God is going to have you to be, all right? The very people that are putting you down could very well be those that would benefit from you being where God wants you to be, okay? And the devil knows that, so he doesn't want you to be blessed at all. There's no way the enemy wants the God dreamer to make it to the end, so in an effort to abort our dreams, he will indeed, he will indeed set up obstacles. He'll set up obstacles and hindrances to keep us from seeing it become a reality, okay? Don't let those dream killers in your life. Don't let them in your life. Joseph had the end result from God that he would be a great leader and his family would one day bow down to him. Um, as the journey to the fulfillment of his dream begins, you know, it's not without major articles or obstacles. Okay, and as we are aware, we know that there's an arrest of the events here that Joseph's dreams comes to pass and he becomes the number two man under Pharaoh. But he had a hard time doing it. I mean, he was, he was, he was, was, was a, so to speak, attacked by Potiphar's wife and everything, and she lied on him and so forth, and he got jailed, and he finally got out of the jail there, and there was a whole, there's a whole sermon in that whole process there, you know, how he ministered, if you will, uh, while he was even in the jail there and so forth, but he got out, he wound up becoming uh, the number two man, okay, in all of Egypt, all right, he became the number two man of all of Egypt, but he indeed, in, indeed had some, some trials and tribulations along the way, but God gave him this dream, Okay, the same way God is giving you this dream, or God will be giving you a dream, but just don't let those dream killers get in the way there to, to, to divert the path, divert your attention, that you keep on having faith. Okay, we know the outcome of, of Joseph's dream. Many times the realities of life begin to stifle our feelings of being winners. Okay, the realities of life come in sometimes and we start getting so discouraged that we think, gee, I cannot win out in this situation. You know, why don't I just pack it up and go home? 
You know, it's it's not going to come to pass. God said I had this, I was going to be this and I was going to be that. And I saw it and heard it over and over again. But it's just simply not going to, not going to come to pass. You need to make sure you stay focused, okay? And remember that God created us with an imagination so that he can give us the blueprint for our lives in many cases. Yeah? God blessed us with the ability to imagine, okay? God gave us the uh, uh, the ability to, to to imagine so that so so that we could sometimes see the blueprint that He's putting before us or where we're going to wind up going. Okay, so don't dismiss the dreams. Don't stop dreaming. Okay, don't stop dreaming. The enemy of our soul knows that God will write His plans in our imagination, so He works tirelessly to ensure us that we stop dreaming and that we stop believing God for a great future. Okay, He knows that. Okay. The devil knows that how God can, can imprint, you know, can imprint, okay, images in our imagination to lead us and to inspire us to go someplace. So the devil wants you to stop dreaming. Don't stop dreaming. Don't let dream killers enter your life, okay? The enemy will, he'll, he'll attack you by bringing pressures and disappointments and even potential fa failures to try to deter you from realizing the beautiful future that God has planned out for you. You put everything he can in his path, okay, in your, in your path to try to present you, okay? Let's go to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians 1, and we want to start with verse number 15. Praise the living God. Verse 15, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus... And love unto all saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints." And what is the exceeding greatness? What is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? What is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? And I want to just pause there, okay? And I just want to put emphasis on verse number 18. The eyes of your, uh, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, okay? I pray that the eyes of your heart, your eyes are, are, are enlightened, okay? Okay, that your eyes are, are opened, yeah, but your understanding is just just just, oh, just opened up. That you can really understand where God is heading in your life, what God is doing. Okay, there's a whole new awareness, you know, that's out there for you, and you just have to need to break through. Need to break through. Become enlightened. Realize what God is doing in your life. Okay, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That's what I pray today for you. Okay, Lord God, open their eyes that they may see. Amen. Open their eyes that they may see. Okay, see what God is doing, okay, and, and, and use some Holy Spirit wisdom and some Holy Spirit guidance on how and where you share that information, okay? Don't let the dream killers come in. The Apostle Paul here was very aware of the lies that the enemy would try to get to get into their minds and also into our, our minds. He was praying for the church at Ephesus there, okay? So the same thing applies to us. Okay, Paul was very aware of the lies that the enemy would try to sow. So he specifically prays for the church in Ephesus that the eyes of their heart, their imagination, the eyes of their heart, their imagination would be enlightened, that they might know what wonderful things God has in store for them. Okay, that's what he was praying for the church there. Right? 
And I, again, I, I pray the pray, same prayer for you. Lord, open their eyes that they may see the wondrous things, the wonderful things that you have in store for them. Okay? Paul here prays for the eyes of the imagination to be enlightened because that is where God writes his plans for us. God writes his plans for us in our imaginations. Okay? Part of the new covenant involves dreams and visions, visions because God wants his children dreaming again and believing in him for, for the impossible. God wants us to dream and believe in him for the impossible. The world, the world or the non-believers in the world are bold enough to go after, the, after their dreams. Okay? Non-believers go after their dreams while the children of God just wind up wasting away, letting fear of failure, disappointments, and obstacles kill their dreams. Okay? Non-believers, unbelievers, they certainly go after their dreams. They go after the things that they aspire for. They go hook, line, and sinker, man. There's no stopping them. You know, you know, they'll lie, cajole, they'll do whatever they can do to achieve their goals. Amen. Not that we, we as Christians, we don't lie and cajole to achieve our ends. We trust in God, but, but they don't give up on their dreams. So why, why should we as Christians give up on our dreams? Why should we let any obstacles come in our way when we have God telling us that we're going to be to a certain point in our lives, that we're going to succeed and achieve certain things? Don't let the dream killers come in. Amen. Amen. God wants to write on our hearts the plans that he has for us. He wants to write them on our hearts. So why not become like a child again, dream again, and believe again? Okay. Go back to how you were as a childhood. Have the ability to dream again and believe. Okay. Look how we dreamed at Christmas time when we were kids, you know, the, the toys, the gifts, or whatever it is we were looking for. Okay, look how we dreamed. Look how we used our imaginations. Look how we played with things as a as a child, the toys that you had, you know, if you had toy soldiers or whatever little things that you had when you played with them, you often, you know, you got into that game or that battle with those toy soldiers, hook, line, and sinking. You were into it. We need the same thing, we need to be the same as adults. Continue to dream. Continue to dream what God has given you, what God has told you, what God has showed you. Continue to dream that it will indeed become a reality in your life. And that is not impossible, not at all. It's not impossible, not at all. It's never too late. It's never too late. Dale Turner once said, dreams are renewable no matter what our age or condition. Dreams are renewable no matter what our age or condition. There are still untapped possibilities within us and new beauty waiting to be born. Okay? Still untapped possibilities within us and new beauty waiting to be born. Okay? Hold on to that. There's so much in your life that is yet to blossom. There's so much in your life yet to grow. Let God give you those dreams and you hang on and you aspire to achieve those dreams. He'll get you there. He'll get you there. Okay. There may come challenges along the way, but don't let the dream killers come in and tell you that's the end. See, you blew it. You're not going to make it. Okay. For every challenge that God permits, permits to come your way, okay, there's a way out and God will bring you through if you just have trust and strength in him. Okay, knowing that he is the author and the finisher of your faith, that he is the creator of your dream, okay, that he is giving you this dream to get you to where he wants you to be. Okay? Only you can make a decision to resurrect those God-given dreams with the help of the Holy Spirit and to make your future beautiful. Only you can do that. I can't do that for you. Okay, you can listen to these messages all day long. I can't do that. The bottom line is you that needs to sit down and pray about and think about and talk to the Holy Spirit. Talk to the Lord. Ask Lord Jesus to, to guide you, to give you, give you strength, you know, and to so forth. And go on in him, knowing that this dream that God is placing on my heart can come to pass. Can come to pass because I'm faithful that he can do it. I'm faithful that he can do it, you know. 
And I just say a prayer for you right now. I just say, Lord, help them today to dream again, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Help them to dream again. I pray, Holy Spirit, please remind them of the plans that God has for their future. This is what I pray, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Guide them. Enlighten their hearts that they may see. Dreams that the devil tries to destroy are like our Red Seas, but God can get you through. You remember the Red Sea message. We all have Red Seas at times where we have something in our life that seems to be impassable, but God can bring you through it. Same way he brought Israel through the Red Sea. So don't let the devil stifle you. Don't let the dream killers come in and steal your dream and kill your dream. Okay? God led Israel through the Red Sea and he, he led, led Israel through the wilderness. You know, Whatever dry times you might be experiencing right now, God will indeed bring you through it. God will give you, he'll, he'll, he'll give you water in the wilderness. He'll give you water in the desert. He will bring you through. Whatever difficulty you may be going through right now, God will bring you through. Okay? Okay? Keep focused on the Lord. Don't let the dream killers come in and totally stifle what the Lord wants to do in your life. Okay? All right? All right? Before your dream or your promised land becomes reality, God will indeed prepare you and he will give you instructions. All right? Before it finally comes into full fruition, God will give you instructions and he'll guide you every single step of the way. Amen. Amen. So hold on to that dream. Again, don't share it so quickly and so willingly. Let the Lord guide you. God, if God wants someone to know, believe me, God will tell you specifically, yes, share this with your wife, share this with your husband, share this with your aunt, aunt Tilly, <laughs> you know, whomever it may be, God will tell you. But just don't be so quick to go blabbing all about it. Amen. Amen. And remember, most of all, don't let those dream killers come into your life. Rebuke them in the name of Jesus. If those dream killers come in the form of people, rebuke them in the name of Jesus, but pray for them. That's all. Pray for them and move on. Okay? Our God is an awesome God. Our God is the impossible. And God will not give you a dream that he will not see you fulfill. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Praise God. I hope this message was a blessing to you. And uh, uh, if, if this message was, consider passing on the links to, to find us. Okay? Uh, these sermons here can be found at uh, www.genesis1, one word, www.genesis1.sermon.net. And at the top of the screen, you'll see a subscribe button. Click on the subscribe button and you'll be notified automatically when these messages are available. Uh, we also, we have a YouTube ch channel now that uh, you can find us on YouTube. And of course, we have those free apps that are available for Android and for the iOS system. IOS system. And then Apple and Android, they're available out there free of charge. Again, so you can listen to these messages while you're driving or while you're waiting, uh, waiting in Macy's for your wife to finish shopping or whatever it may be apps are available, okay, and uh, uh, continue just to, to seek us every way that you possibly can. We try to make these messages available so that uh, everyone can benefit from them worldwide. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So let us go to prayer as we close. Heavenly Father, we magnify thy name. We glorify thy name. We thank you so much for this time that we've had with you today, O oh Lord God. And we pray that as we go through the balance of the day and week ahead of us, that we shall remember the dreams that you send our way, O oh Lord God that we shall remember the dreams and, and, and continue to aspire and continue to dream with you guiding us, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus that any dream, if any dream killers come our way, Heavenly Father God, that we can speedily identify those dream killers and rebuke it, O oh Lord God, rebuke them in the mighty name of Jesus, O oh Lord. We thank you for these words today. We praise you. We magnify thy name in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. Go forth and be blessed, okay? And remember, keep those dream killers at bay. 
okay, because God is in charge. And remember also, as always, that Jesus is indeed Lord. Amen. And I sing praises to you.